Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My dear brothers and sisters, welcome to another episode of Tazkiyah Tuesday. Inshallah, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to deal with a mistake that a scholar makes that has become publicized. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu wa sallam, wa baraka ala nabiyya Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, amma ba'd. So let us start off with understanding the reality on the ground, and that is living in the day and age of social media, everyone's deeds become publicized. Everyone's deeds become publicized, particularly those that live in the limelight. Any mistake that they make, any error that they commit, it will become publicized. And that is why we are seeing more and more in this day and age, the downfall of scholars due to mistakes that are being documented and then publicized. So what is our role as laymen and what do we do in this sort of situation? So firstly, let us start off by making the obvious disclaimer that all of our scholars are human beings. All of our scholars are human beings and they are pro prone to mistakes, they are prone to error, and they are prone to sin. They are prone to sin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all and forgive us all for our sins and shortcomings. Amin Ya Rab. So now once you understand this, everything else should naturally fall into place. Everything else should naturally fall into place. But before we get into the nitty-gritty details, let us look at some of the principles that the Prophet ﷺ teaches us. Firstly, that all of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ are trustworthy. And uh, those that attended Badr cannot be criticized thereafter due to the mistakes and you know errors they made. Even after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, uh, historically, you know, there may have been mistakes that companions made, but we do not criticize them for their mistakes due to their great achievements and due to their great level of sacrifice for Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already forgiven them. Now, such principles from the companions of the Allah and the Prophet further extend to the great Imams. So you have the likes of Imam Abu Hanifa, the likes of Imam Malik, the likes of Imam Shafi'i, Ahmed ibn Hanbal, and other than them, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive them and have mercy upon them. These great Imams, they had reached, reached such a high level of scholarship that even if they made a mistake, perhaps in their fiqh, maybe in their akhlaq, due to their high scholar, a high caliber of scholarship, they were forgiven and they are overlooked. And once a person reaches such a high level of imamah, such a high level of scholarship and leadership in Islam, then the small things that they do are no longer held, they are no longer held accountable for. Not in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously those things still have to be done, but in terms of their students and their followers criticizing them and history criticizing them, that is what we're referring to. Abdullah ibn Mubarak rahimahullah actually establishes a very beautiful principle that I think is very relevant in our day and age. And that is, we always look at an individual's track record. Those individuals whose track record is pristine and is good and they're known to serve Islam and the Muslim community, then even if they make a mistake, we don't mention that mistake. Whereas if an individual's track record is evil, of calling people to evil, then even if they do something good, we don't mention the good that they do. Now how exactly do we apply this? And this is what I want to say that look at the track record of the scholar, him or herself. If they have a proven track record of serving Islam and serving the community, then understand that yes, they will be prone to mistakes and they will be prone to errors. 
and they should be given the chance to apologize and rectify those mistakes and errors. And not every mistake that is made by them should be publicized. Not every mistake made by them should be publicized. In fact, unless there is an abuse towards an individual, towards an organization, towards a community, the general rule is it should not be publicized. People's sins should not be publicized. We should not be publicizing our own sins, nor the sins or mistakes of other individuals. We should not be doing that. Now, let us make uh, a distinction between different types of mistakes. There are those mistakes that are black and white, meaning that there's a clear right and a clear wrong. And then there's those mistakes that fall within the spectrum of a whole bunch of gray, where there's a valid difference of opinion. So the latter are mistakes that we may make in fiqh, in jurisprudence. And there's a wide array of opinions on these matters, and there's a lot of room for flexibility. And people should not be criticized necessarily for their fiqh opinions unless it is an absolute blatant error, unless it is an absolute blatant error where they are going against consensus. Now, on other issues that are black and white, so these are pretty much issues in aqidah, in our creed, in our theology, where issues are pretty clear and black and white, then in those sort of situations, we should still give people the benefit of the doubt if they have that proven track record, and we should find someone that knows them personally to approach them and ask them, hey, can you please explain this statement? Can you please explain this action? And inshallah, if they're good people, they will explain, you know, why this happened or what they meant. Was it a slip of the tongue? Was it an error in judgment? What exactly happened? And if they own up to it and they apologize and they rectify, then they should be forgiven and it should be overlooked. And this is something that should not be discussed any further. This is something that should not be discussed any further. Now, at this point, I also want us to understand different movements that exist out there. Those movements that want to separate us from our scholars. So you have certain movements that feel scholars are backwards and they don't understand our times and we ourselves are able to distinguish between right and wrong and therefore we don't need our scholars. These individuals have their own agenda in separating the community from their scholars. You have other individuals that are ideologically motivated in terms of promoting their own ideology. This can be their own madhab, this can be their own aqidah, this can be their own school of thought. And they want to separate you from the mainstream scholars to boost up their own scholars and to boost up their own ideologies. And then you have other individuals who are just clear troublemakers. They just want attention and they thrive upon that attention. And they will do anything to distract you from giving your attention to where it deserves, to bringing it to something else where your attention is not worthy uh, of their, of, of, of their uh, well, your time is not worthy of their attention, right? And that is what is happening in this day and age. So you have to make sure that you're not falling into any of these traps where you're intentionally being separated from your scholars, where you're intentionally being separated from your scholars. We examples throughout history where, you know, during the time of the companions radiallahu anhu, certain companions spoke out against Aisha radiallahu anha in the ifk. So some of you may know that Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother, the mother of the believers, she was falsely accused of being unchaste. She was falsely accused of being unchaste. And this was a huge ordeal that the ummah went through at that time during the time of the companions. And certain companions fell into that mistake and into that error where they jumped the gun and they didn't remain quiet and didn't wait for Revelation to come down. Eventually, Revelation did come down and those that were sincere, 
they apologized and they sought forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi and Aisha radiallahu anha. Even some of them may have taken years to apologize, but they eventually did apologize. And this shows us that when an individual is sincere, they will always apologize and they will always put their ego aside. And this is something our scholars need to be given the opportunity to do, that if they do make a mistake, they are given the opportunity to apologize and to rectify. If a scholar refuses to apologize and refuses to rectify and refuses to recognize their mistakes, then this is a sign of a greater problem. This is a sign of a greater problem. And those are the scholars that I would suggest that we do not listen to and we do not give them time of day and we do not support them. Where even when their errors are made clear to them, they do not rectify them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from arrogance and subduing ourselves to our egos. Allahumma ameen. So now let me share these concluding remarks. My dear brothers and sisters, it's inevitable that every couple of months there's going to be a new uproar on the internet, a new uh, scholar is going to be exposed, uh, and I put that in quotation marks, for a mistake that they've made. What do we do at that time? What do we do at that time? Let us talk about ourselves because that is who we will be questioned about on the Day of Judgment. We're not going to be questioned about anyone else other than ourselves. So the first thing that we want to do is that when there's an uproar on the internet, let's try to remain silent. Let's try to remain silent until things become clear and wait things out. Let people make clarifications, let people apologize. Let us not be from those individuals that aid in the splitting up of the ummah, that aid in spreading gossip, that aid in spreading uh, backbiting and slander. Let us try to refrain. Let us try to refrain. Number two, also understand that once you follow a particular scholar, you follow them due to their adherence to the truth. You don't follow them for who they are. And the truth is always more beloved to us than any individual, than any scholar. Now, why do I make this point very explicitly? I make this point because sometimes we may love a scholar too much, where when they make a mistake, we end up having a crisis of faith. And that should not happen, my dear brothers and sisters. We should not be having a crisis of faith due to anyone else's downfall. If someone makes a mistake, this should not impact our, uh, our own iman. Yes, we follow our scholars in what they say that is true, and we don't follow them in that which is false. And we love them to the degree that they follow the truth. And once they stop, then we don't follow them or love them to that degree any further. So always make sure that you're not getting over attached where your own faith is tied to the success or failure of that scholar. Something that helps is listening to a wide array of scholars, listening to a wide array of scholars and taking different perspectives. As a collective, inshallah, the scholars will not let you down. As a collective, inshallah ta'ala, the scholars will not let you down. Then let us move on to making dua for them. As you may know or may not know, the scholars, particularly in this day and age, particularly in North America and Western countries, they're at the forefront of protecting the Muslim communities. They are at the forefront of protecting the Muslim communities. So what we want to see is their success because when they succeed, inshallah, the ummah succeeds. And if they fail and downfall, then there is a great harm and danger to the ummah at that time. 
So I would also recommend that let us make dua for our scholars, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them sincerity, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows them to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them from any evil and harm and hasad and jealousy and envy that may exist uh, in and around them. Uh, Amin. And these are some of the du'as that we should uh, be making along with uh, their du'a, uh, du'a for tawfiq and success. Moving on to number four, which is the issue of social media. And this I know is going to be very difficult because anytime something's happening on the internet, we want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of it. But what I want to remind myself and you of over here is let us look at the accountability in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when an issue does arise, we have to ask ourselves, do I sincerely care about this issue? If I do sincerely care about this issue, do I have something positive to comment and to share? If it's not positive, let me not share it. If it's not verified, let me not share it. If I haven't given the opportunity to an individual to clarify, let me not share it. And then move on to the next point where let's just say all of it is positive, you have clarified, you have waited. Is this the best way to actually go about it? Or is there someone better that can do this? Or is there someone better that can do this? And let someone else that is perhaps better or closer to the individual take this responsibility. Again, at the end of the day, on the day of judgment, we will not be asked about other individuals. We're only going to be asked about ourselves. And anything that we type, anything that we share on the internet is going to be held against us on the day of judgment up and unless it is done sincerely and for the right reasons and it was beneficial to the people as opposed to being something destructive. So one of the best things that we can do when chaos arises and it inevitably will arise again and again and again in our lifetimes is to remain silent, to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and our Muslim scholars and the community at large and to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are not the ones in the limelight who are constantly being followed and perhaps constantly having their mistakes exposed. That is a big trial from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not put us in those positions, let us thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. I pray this video has been beneficial and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it heavy on our scale of good deeds, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unites this ummah and does not uh, allow us to be a cause of division in the ummah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects our scholars, keeps them sincere, keeps them following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and protects them from envy, jealousy, and hatred amongst themselves, uh, among, from the outsiders that are there, and anyone else that wants to see their downfall, or the downfall of Islam and the Muslim community. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullah khairan for tuning in. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa tubu ilaik. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.